0: Hey, welcome world travelers and fellow adventurers to the Tales of a Traveler podcast. It's me, your host, Stacey Utech. My greatest joy is traveling and exploring the world with people that I love. I have been to 63 countries and have a bunch of stories to share with you. So thanks so much for joining me as I venture down memory lane and share with you the tales of my adventures from around the world. Welcome back to my podcast. Okay, so number one, I met I met my mom and dad's, Warren and Sandy, in the basement surrounded by, um, what are these things called? Sewing machines. My mom has like this ministry where they sew dresses for little kids all around the world. I don't know why I feel like I need to share this, but I just do. Unimportant. Secondly, the more important thing is I'm joined by two very wonderful, intelligent, attractive women. And they're going to introduce themselves. And today, I'm real excited about this because I haven't seen these girls in a while. They make me laugh. We've already been giggling up a storm. Um, But they're going to introduce themselves. And then we're going to talk about our trip to Israel, which was just the best. Okay. So Sarah, you're at the top left of my screen. So why don't you kick us off? Why don't you tell us your name and something fun about your current life. Oh,
1: okay, or well, my name is. Yes, I'm Sarah. Um, well, I think you guys should know that I met Stacy when I was in college, um, so I've known her for over a decade. Um, I currently live in Denver, and something fun about my life these days. Ooh, um. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is I never thought I would own a dog. And I, we now have two cats. I thought that that would be where we draw the line. But we did recently adopt a dog. And so now we have two cats and a dog in a tiny apartment. And like, <laughs> it be more exciting because of that.
0: What kind of dog did you get?
1: Um, she's a Bernadoodle. Um, You know, Golden Doodles have been all the rage for all the years, but the doodles are going to come in and and probably become more popular here pretty soon. So we jumped on the bandwagon.
0: Wow. And you're really maybe one of the more adventurous people that I know in my life currently. I always see you climbing some kind of a mountain, doing some (laughs) kind of a crazy. I have a real question. I saw you maybe a year ago or something climbing. Did you do four 14ers in a day or something like that?
1: We did, yeah. It's called the decap mm, decap mm, it's called something <laughs> decap- <laughs> decap- I don't Cap. I don't know. But it's four fourteeners and you can do them all in a day. It took us about seven and a half hours. Um, you just kind of go up from summit to summit. So it's you're not fully descending in between them. Okay. But it was still a terrific workout. And it was during the wildfires, so pretty easy people were trying to like get down before smoke rolled in um yeah it was I forgot I did that thanks (laughs) days
0: I just remember seeing it and being like is she a human or is she more than a human I don't remember know. it felt interesting (laughs) okay well so good to have you, Sarah. And then Rach is currently we're, we're Zoom chatting, and she's it looks like she's at the lake, but it's a picture of her lake behind her. I'm just setting the scene, and she's got her sunglasses on, a side braid. She's already laughing. Rach, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, maybe how you and I met, and then um something interesting about your life.
2: Okay. Well, my name is Rachel Moser. Um, and I met Stacy, well, I currently reside in Sarasota, Florida and I met Stacy also when I was in college. Um, I applied to be, this feel. this feels like my earliest memory, yeah. but I applied to be an RD. An RA. Stacy picked me. RA. RA. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, RA and Stacy picked me to be on her staff, but I felt led to not be on her staff oh gosh. <laughs> and I didn't really even know her and looking back I'm like wow that was I mean it was a great decision but I'm sad that I missed out on that year um with Stacy because it probably would have been pretty stellar um so yeah that's how we met and then we went on the trip to Israel and something fun about my life this is new news for Sarah and Stacy, but John and I are expecting again <gasps>
0: What? <laughs> you just had a baby. <laughs> yes, I did. So we have a
2: six month old, she's six months today, so surprise, so We're gonna what? have another baby and they're gonna be eleven months apart and my life is going to be even crazier. So
0: <gasps> Oh my gosh. And you just announced that to the world. I hope you're ready to release that information yeah. to the world. I
2: don't know. First it first might first- <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: um <so>. next year. <laughs> After the baby's born. <laughs>
2: People still probably won't know, to be honest. So that's fine. Wow.
0: Congrats. <laughs> um, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. So fun. It, crazy. Yeah. John, it. Um, we all got COVID. And so I thought I was sick with COVID and <gasps> I wasn't. Um, and then it was that I had a baby inside of me. So.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's anyway, amazing. So, yay. Love it. Oh my gosh, you guys. Oh. This is mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for being here to chat about Israel. I had to kind of hunt them down because I had thought of you guys a long time ago I was like we, I have to get these two on to talk about Israel so when I was a resident director, just to kind of set the set the stage, um, I would lead service learning trips through the school that I worked at <clears throat> and I was with I think I was talking with Mike Hansen, who was another resident director, and we had first talked about going to India and then it kind of switched to Israel and I forget exactly why we ended up leading a trip to israel uh, to India the year after I think. Um, but we ended up kind of going through an organization. We met up with this guy named David Landis, who basically like he had mapped out the 600 mile national trail in Israel and then created this thing called the Jesus trail, um, which is basically a part of that national trail that Jesus like actually traversed. And so the plan was, let's go to Israel, let's see all the things and then let's hike a part of this Jesus trail, which ended up being about 45 miles from Nazareth to Capernaum. So anyway, there's so much to talk about because we did so much on that trip. And you know, I was telling telling my parents this morning about this trip and he said, you know, what's crazy that I could never get away with today. And I don't know if you guys remember this. I basically made this rule before the trip that you guys couldn't bring your phones. Do you remember that? I said, you no. can't, guys can't bring your cell phones at all no, for no pictures. That. I said, if you want to take pictures, you got to buy a camera.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's probably why I couldn't find any pictures before this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, I want you to be immersed in the experience really and not try to just be capturing it all the time or like trying to connect with home. Like I just thought Israel is such an incredible opportunity that people like, dream for a lifetime about doing it. And I want you to take in all the sights and the sounds and experience it fully and not be wrapped up in your phone. And so I don't know if I can get away with that today, but we did. No one brought their phones, which was wild, but we had the best time. So let's see. Let's kind of start off with like, do you guys remember some of the the things that we did? Let's just name off some of the activities, places we went, things that stood out to you.
2: Yeah. Uh, for me, the top like four that I could think of right off the bat are Sea of Galilee, yeah. Mount of Olives, En-Gedi, and <laughs> this isn't like a locate, but the Fazi are in. I just <laughs> love that name. <laughs> like I always, and the chocolate cake there. I mean, yeah.
0: It was so, beautiful. You know. <laughs> I-, I literally was talking to somebody about that the other day. I mean, it's been- what year did we go to Israel? Does anyone remember? I should have yeah, looked now, this 2012.
1: up. 12.
0: 2012.
2: 2012? I think it was 2011. Like this Right, it was our senior year. Yeah, because it was the the year before. So it was the summer of 2011.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. 2011. And I was talking to somebody about that Mm -hmm. exact hotel. I was like, it was beautiful. What was it called? And I was like, I think it was the (laughs) Fazziazer. As I remembered, (laughs) it was great. Okay, yeah. So we'll kind of get back to some of the more specifics. But what do you, Sarah? What do you remember? Like some of the more highlights.
1: I think I remember it like it was almost divided into three parts. So kind of part one of the trip was Jerusalem, old city, new city, and the sites through there. And then the middle section was like the West Bank, Palestine, staying with host families and doing some of the sites there. And then kind of the final third of the trip, the Jesus trail, Nazareth. Um, I remember a lot of the holy sites and the ones that were all, um, kind of through the medieval time, or I don't know, through the crusades and the 1800s and kind of that different vibe versus some of the holier sites that were found or um, I guess recognized later. Like I think of the Jesus tomb or the, um, the tomb that didn't have just all of the, I don't even know the words stuff built on top of it. It yeah. just looked more natural. And I thought um, kind of maybe how it orig- more originally looked like less touched, um, which I really appreciated that. And the Dead Sea was awesome. And Um, The Jesus Trail really was so great. I I remember we were like running down outside of... or We had kind of climbed to the top of the cliffs. We were hiking down. Christy and I were like taking off and fell into one of those like, I don't know, (laughs) it was like a massive ditch through that field of tall grass (laughs) and tripped and we worked on that goat farm. I forgot about the goat farm and Little Sparkled, a little goat.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Just We did so much. I don't... Yeah, it's hard to remember it all.
0: Yeah, I remember you guys... Like prancing through the field, and then one of you went down, yeah, that experience, and then there was like some kind of twisted ankle or something, and we were literally walking we we walked like eight or nine miles a day, but you know, what I remember about Israel like and that walk in particular, I think when you read in the Bible about like Israel, I just would always picture it as being really flat, but the land is very <laughs> hilly and mountainous, and we were like climbing up like. Maybe not mountains, but less than a mountain, maybe bigger than a hill. What would you call that? Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a mill, like a Railing, mountain hill. But
1: there'd be like cliffs too. Yeah, cliffs. Yeah, like, like kind of I, gradually climb and then you're scaling down a little cliff There were to little, down to this next town.
0: Yeah, like hooks hanging off the side mm-hmm. of a mountain and we're just like yes. kind of scaling down it. I remember that. But yeah, well, that's what was fascinating to me. It was just yes. like, it was a lot of walking and climbing and hiking, but it was so fascinating to, yeah, I loved that part of it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I guess what for you guys was like meaningful, like what felt like it stood out to you or changed your perception of something in that experience?
1: I think there was something that was said when we were in the West Bank. Um, So I think we were there for like three or four days of the trip. Um, We stayed with host families and got to meet a lot of just Palestinians and Palestinian um, Christians or Palestinian Muslims. So like different kind of backgrounds, faiths. um, But somebody, I don't remember their name, had said something about how a lot of tourists come to Israel and they like come to see what they refer to as these dead stones, like the historic sites, the holy sites, um, kind of the more historic tourist locations in Israel. Um, But that he was trying to say, you know, that that people should pay more attention to the living stones, referring to the people of today, like the people in Israel today and Palestine today, kind of all of the um, people there and just kind of their current lives and that there's not a whole lot of, focus or priority on learning about kind of the current state of that area Mm -hmm. of the world it's just like highly valued to go and look at the historic sites and Mm then the old things and so um I think about when we were we went to a farm in the West Bank Um, I don't remember the lady's name who owned it I want to say like um mm, more, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember it. She owned this farm and grew olive trees and a lot of crops and a lot of produce. Um, so technically in the West Bank, that was like land that was, you know, set aside or given to the Palestinians. It's for them to, to kind of own. Um, however, on her farm, she was sharing about how like <clears throat> often right before it's time to harvest the olives, Israeli soldiers will come in and almost like burn the trees to the ground and make it impossible for her to earn a living on what she's grown and make it incredibly difficult for her to live there. And they wouldn't allow her to build above ground. So she and her family lived almost in like caves, caves and and rooms that they had built underground. um, So that they could be there, even though they have every right to the land, they have the papers, they own it. Um, And I, I just remember hearing her story. And I think why it impacted me is when, when we were going to Israel, all I had known of Israel was, you know, that they're and like they're in an allyship with the United States. So there's the US, there's Israel, we're on a team. And I think you always want to believe that any of your allies, along with your own country, you want to believe that you're the good guys, that you're doing things right, that you have good intentions and um, getting there and hearing how a lot of Israeli soldiers or the Israeli government is impacting and treating these Palestinians. I think I just realized that I was really naive to the reality of the struggle over there and the depth of oppression and persecution that a lot of Palestinians, um, I don't know, were enduring. And and her and her family were Christian. So you go over and you're like, okay, we have this, this similar background and there's, we have a lot more in common, Than you would think yet because of your ethnicity or your race, you're suddenly in this position where you have to fight for every basic human right. And at the, like, you know, and, and at the cause, or I guess the persecution being done is by, you know, a group of a country that we would see as allies here in America. So it was just a lot to, I think, take in and, um, her and her dad were super hospitable and hosting us. And I think just getting to know her and her family and see the way they live on a personal level, but still feel her warmth and her um, kind of determination to just like nurture and cultivate that land and let that continue to be in her family. I mean, it was something that I just really admired and you kind of feel helpless like what really can you do to improve her situation but you just admire the strength and the outlook that she had like she wasn't hard or bitter like she still had um she just still had hope and I don't think I'll ever forget the time at her firm
2: hmm.
0: yeah I love that that's so good Sarah. and as
1: like a side
2: I I this is a random. To piggyback on that, I I remember how much that affected you, Sarah. I It's interesting, like, hearing you talk about it. I remember moments that you would interact with the people there, especially, like, on the farm and, and just at different locations that we had visited, different Palestinians. And you were really touched by that. You ended up going back, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just really cool to watch that unfold for you, even just as a close friend of yours, like, just seeing that impact of what you were learning and experiencing was really it was really amazing to watch just how much it impacted you.
1: Yeah. We actually one of the host families we stayed with his name was Said and we called him Mr. Clean cuz he ran a cleaning business. When <laughs> I went back to Israel a few years later, I was in um Beit Sahor outside Bethlehem and like ran into him on the streets and I was like Mr. Clean. <laughs> It took him so long to remember who I was or recognize. like, no, you like stayed with your. Family. Like, okay, great. Picture. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I can not believe that I spotted. Oh my
0: gosh, that's amazing <laughs> um, that you ran into him. That's you know, wild. Like, uh,
1: small town. So everyone knows oh room. Yes, I love it.
0: I love that. Oh well, and kind of to go off that a little bit, like as we're talking about the past, like the Palestine stuff, like fascinating to cross over, you know what I mean? Like, and I just remembered, so when we were up at that farm, almost immediately, as soon as we got there a couple hours in, um, one of the girls on our team had a fall and she, um, had had cancer and was like in remission, but like, it was pretty serious fall. And so I remember immediately I had to go to the hospital with her and we had to like cross back over and um and so i didn 't have that experience that Sarah was talking about, but um I stayed in the hospital with her for three days, and then she ended up flying back home and I rejoined the team. Um, but I remembered going back with David through the like kind of the border crossing area, and there were just lines of people waiting because they would you know like they would come over and work and then return to Palestine at night, but it was just such a process for them to like move like in and out and me and david just breezed through um with our passports and it was it almost felt strange and then i remembered us getting into a taxi and we were talking with the taxi driver and he said this phrase it was something to the effect of um there's blessing in movement or like something to like there's there's beauty in movement and what he was saying is like to be able to freely move around without being questioned or um examined or like to have difficulty in moving, like that is their experience. That is their life. Like they don't have freedom of movement and that will always stick with me. Like that, what he was saying was coming through is like, we don't experience that freedom of movement. Um, and so I remember that sticking out to me and being like the lives that they lead are like constantly challenging, but like there is this beautiful hope. And I love when you're speaking about this woman with the olive <coughs> trees, like, yeah, S- maintaining that land, keeping it in her family. Like, there's just so much beauty. to Like, she wouldn't move. You know, I remembered that. I remembered she wouldn't leave. Like, they kept trying to drive her out, but she stayed. And so, yeah, that, that definitely stood out to me for sure. Um, Yeah. Rach, do you have, like, a memory that stands out to you?
2: Yeah, I... um. I, when I think about our time in Israel, I often think about our walking, like the time that we were walking. And it was just such an interesting, I had a hard time even articulating to people when I got back because, um, you know, they'd ask about the trip and they're like, what'd you do? And, you know, like I'm talking about some of these experiences and I'm like, well, we walked a lot and they're like, okay, like what, you know, and it, it was, it's probably even still like now trying to dust off. some of those memories um but I do think fondly back to our time walking like and to think the reality of Jesus's ministry and his time what he spent doing and how much land like literal land he covered with his time and there was I don't know there was just something really precious about those moments that I still I don't know that I could articulate but I just, I loved that walk. I loved thinking about Jesus being with his disciples and going to these different towns. And I like, yeah, I don't know. There's just these vivid pictures in my mind of just walking. And there were times with our team that we would walk together and we'd talk with there, I, I have like some pictures in my mind and um, of just our single file line walking and just it was just there I don't I don't even know how to articulate it there was just some preciousness about the silence that I we were kind of talking about it before you how you said like not bring your phone like those kinds of moments you don't get that a lot now and like we had so much time of solitude of walking and thinking and reminiscing and seeing and breathing and just all of these senses that came alive walking and um yeah and just seeing those different locations I vividly remember the Sea of Galilee like when we got to the Sea of Galilee I'm like I've read of these stories and it's almost as if they're not real and to some capacity but when you're there and you're seeing the water and just I remember the Sea of Galilee the the beach was like shells was re, were really small shells and i just like just different things that you're experiencing and thinking about these experiences and the the miracles that jesus performed and the the different things that it just brought stories to life and it really like it really impacted my faith and just how i could see and understand that Jesus really was here and he was doing these things. And like, I don't know. It just, it personified Jesus in a way that I don't think I it had for me before um, being in those spaces. So yeah, I just, I, I think back on a lot of the time walking in the different places we'd seen um, just really bringing scripture to life in a way that I don't think you could do anywhere else.
0: You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I remember David, Landis telling us, um, like, I think it was him. He had said people talk all the time about wanting to come to Israel and walk where Jesus walked. And then they get in like tour buses and they drive around. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, and we actually got that chance to like walk where Mm -hmm. Jesus walked. And, um, and then I remember we, we walked for four days and then we got in a bus and drove back to Jerusalem and it took us like 45 minutes. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just wild, but Yeah, I think similarly to you, Rachel, like, it was impactful for me, too, because um, we, you know, we started our time in Jerusalem, and it's kind of like Christian Disney World, right? Like, everyone's just running around, and there's all these, like, God, I mean, they're like, maybe Jesus was crucified here. We're not sure, but we're going to build yeah. this massive like cathedral and like there's gaudy stuff. In, and then you go in and you like touch the stone and it's like, well, yeah. you know, and then we went to Bethlehem, same thing. They just build this gaudy church over it. And then you go in and you're like, we think this is where he was born or, you know, where he was buried. There's like two locations and we're not sure. And so it was cool to see, but like, I felt like I connected so much more with like, there was a part of the Roman road that we went to and there was an intersection And they said, for sure we know, like Jesus came here every day and worked with his father. And like, we know for sure that Jesus was, would have walked down this intersection and talked to people. And like, I just remember being there and it was just in this, the middle of nowhere, you know, like it wasn't like there were buses rolling up. It was just like there. Um, Or there was this, um, this one of the cities we went to, I don't remember, there was like a, oh, what do they call it when you like stamp on the grapes and make wine? What is that thing called? or like, like there's some that? festival every year that they would make wine, and they there was this one area where they like stood on the grapes. I don't know, guys, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. it, was it in Cana
1: because didn't sure. we put a Okay, and it was like the first stop and that was all about the, you know, yeah. the wine, the first miracle Jesus performed. Why not? We sure yeah. were stomping grapes there. Guys, listen, this
0: was <laughs> 10 years ago. Okay. We don't remember, but, um, yes. And so they're like, Jesus would have come every year to this specific festival and he would have been here. And so, and the Sea of Galilee, like we know yeah. that he was here, you know? And so it's just kind of those moments where it was like, oh, my Jesus was here, like for sure, you know? And it just felt really intimate and sweet Mm. I think um so that for me was for sure a highlight as well yeah gosh yeah the people there were incredible the food was even more incredible okay no the people were more incredible okay fine but I'm just thinking about the hummus really
2: I literally had hummus today on the beach and I was like this makes me think of Israel like every time no, I was literally on the beach, not just like my background.
1: Every <laughs> <laughs> time yeah. we would walk through the market, just the smells. There are certain smells that uh, still just feel like you're going through the market, and
0: mm. yeah, there's only two places in this world that I I talk about when I I just like when I describe it to people, I'm like it feels like you're on a movie set. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but I'm walking around and I feel like it's not it's not real. I just feel like I'm on a movie set, but it's just amazing. Like it's real. yeah. It is real. Thanks, Rachel. Yes. I think you cut out, but that was her joke. I want to give her all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, that's oh
2: man. Um, I think of Tom, too. Oh, my gosh. Tom was, he was, so, like, he was our, I mean, our tour guy, I guess. I mean, but he was, he had, like, two percent body fat and he was just hysterical he was so funny I just remember but he was also he was just super insightful as well like it it wasn't just funny but he yeah he was just a really intense guy but he he cared really deeply for our team Mm. and um and he was just a lot of fun I always picture I in my mind is like a picture of us at the Dead Sea and he's just like we're all smiling, and he is covered head to toe in mud because you know you like put the clay on, and he is the only one not smiling. But he's just like standing <laughs> on the side, kind like, of just so him. Like he's just so dry his humor, and but he was just so kind to our team, and oh. a lot of fun to be around. He would
1: yeah, do our debriefs in the evening every night and I think he would try to poke buttons because as the trip goes on everyone's getting a little tired of each other there's like a little bit of conflict and he'd like try to drive it home at night so we would just like bring all these things up to talk through them but he also just yeah he did have a lot of insight like you said and I think helped make sure that we were connecting meaning to the experiences mm-hmm. we were having which was yeah worth worth every bit of time with him so mm-hmm. he was great.
0: We had a very loud, rambunctious group, which I loved. I loved everyone on the team. Like, they, I think I handpicked most of them. I'm like, you're coming, you're coming, we're all going. <laughs> um, but I remember David Landis was another one of the guys who led us. And he had the quietest voice. But every time he started speaking, everyone quieted down and, like, turned an ear. Because he was a wealth of information. Like, he would just kind of calmly, quietly say something. And we're all like, what? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like it just, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's hard to even describe the fire hose of information and wealth of knowledge from that area. Like the thing I love about Israel, I could for sure go back and live there for a year and not even scratch the surface. It's dynamic. It's complex politically, spiritually. Like it is just all over the map. But like one of the most fascinating places I've ever been for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I kind of wanted to go back and say this before I forgot about our team. I didn't remember you guys, like, I didn't remember a lot of conflict at all. But all I remember is the last night we were there, there was some big blow up over pizzas. Do you guys remember
1: what this was? Yeah, I remember it very clearly. I don't remember. (laughs) Can you remind me? Rachel, I'm like, well, I'm high harmony. So when there's conflict, I remember. And if it involves somebody being picky over food, I definitely remember because I love all food. Yeah, well, okay, Nazareth has the best pizza. And it's like a dollar... And you get this awesome warm pita folded over with like cheese and there were olives on it and um, the sauce. And so we were like, oh, my gosh, for our last lunch, we have such a tiny budget. We're like, well, the pizzas are awesome. We're going to do pizzas. Well, three people on the team didn't like red sauce. (laughs) And they're like, we're not doing pizza like, no, no, no. So then now this part, I don't remember. I don't remember who decided to buy them something else. Maybe I was involved, but they ended up pretty much just having pita, jam, maybe a can of corn or some tuna. <laughs> and they were like not okay with it.
2: Oh and
1: I I mean this doesn't help, but in my mind I'm like, okay, my lunch is pita sauce and cheese. Your lunch is pita <laughs> and two ingredients as well. So like you know, it's the same thing. You're was and I'm just unhappy and thought we were starving. I don't know. It was like they're not gonna get enough nourishment. How are they gonna survive at night? Yeah, you know, so Oh my yeah, God. I just wish they had tried it. <laughs> oh, it's screaming
0: back to me now because we sat in a room and everyone was mad. And I was like, what just happened? We had this great trip, no problems. And now it just all combusted over pizza. And Tom probably stepped in at some point and mediated us through it. I don't remember. I was fine. I think I was the red sauce person. But anyway,
2: red sauce.
0: Oh, yeah. Team it, red sauce. Team red yeah. sauce.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't remember the conflict because I like red sauce. So I don't know. I re- I like remember it happening,
1: but I probably was just sitting there eating my pizza and just oh, watching. I guess <laughs> that's fair. I get that like in America, there's a big difference between pizza and a jam sandwich. But like in Israel, there's very similar. <laughs> but when you put it on the same
2: bread, I think that was like the the ticker for you because you're like <laughs> the same
1: base like where we're starting same foundation <laughs> build it how you like
2: <laughs> your choice
1: <laughs> build your own pita oh let's just say gosh. that build your own pita at
0: this point <laughs> oh I love it Guys, we have to wrap up because, you know, we were not fancy people like paying for premium Zoom. No, we're not. We have eight minutes and ticking. And plus, you know, we've already had a great chat. But what I, I just kind of had this revelation, which is we've all done the world race. We're all world travelers. We love the travel. This is a travel podcast. Could you each take a minute to a minute and a half and just share, like, why do you feel like travel is impactful, important, like... What place does it have? Now, I just hit you with this question, so they're all looking at me like, "Oh, we didn't talk about this." But whenever you're ready, no pressure. But the travel podcast.
1: <laughs> Why is? Um, I would say, I think it's always insightful to see things from a different perspective and to learn from people and culture. Um, just to do things different. I think it's really easy if you only see things done one way or only experience life and culture one way for you to just assume that that's the right way. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you see the other ways that life can be beautiful, how people live it, what people are doing. And I don't know, there's just a lot that you can kind of learn from those experiences. I also think that I just love beauty like being able to physically look at something that man hasn't touched and is just beautiful and perfect on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I love being able, when you mentioned kind of the intersections, Stacy, where Jesus walked that area, you're right. There was not much around it. There weren't homes, there weren't buildings we had to walk to get to it. It was forested and green. And I just think, um, yeah, there's like a beauty in that, that I think opens you up to, um, I don't know, be, be part of the world in a more wholesome way. Um, and then there's just a lot to learn from people that aren't like you.
0: Yeah. Love it. So good. Right.
1: Yeah. I think, um,
2: something, the word that flashed through my mind was growth. Like there is a growth that you, I don't know if I should say you can't achieve by not traveling. Like there, the way that you grow when you travel and you see this world, I just think it's, you cannot replicate that. Mm -hmm. Like, my mind, I can't go back to knowing life before, you know, seeing the world and the ways that we've seen it. And I think it's just so, so amazing seeing and meeting people that the Lord created in a totally different setting and a totally different experience. And you're like, how, like, it's just, it, it, I think it, Expands my mind to understanding the vastness of God a little bit more. Like that, He created this entire earth with people, like you're saying, Sarah, with different cultures, different experiences, so different from mine. And I just remember when I was on the race, when I was on the world race, I was a team leader meeting with our host, and the Lord showed it was just like, I am thousands of miles away from where I feel is my home. And He is here, we're sitting on this porch, and we know the same exact God. Like, we serve the same king. And I'm like, how, like, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about that. And I'm like, you can't experience that sitting on the front porch of your own home where you grew up. And you might experience it in a different way at your home, you know, by not traveling, but there's just a growth and a beauty that you just, you can't replicate it. And it's, yeah, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. I love that. You guys, oh, thank you. This was so fun. So fun to see you guys. So fun to reminisce. And I love the things that you brought up because there are things you said that I forgot about. And that's why I love having conversations like this because I'm like, oh yeah, like that thing or that place. Wow. I remember that. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me on this little podcast journey. Um, anything left to say? less comments
2: hmm. I don't think so but I have this picture that I found I don't know if you can oh. see a oh, we're,
1: yeah we're in the hut. <laughs> I think that was the goat
2: farm the goat farm we're the, and yeah. see, I'm really glad that you made it through that
0: am I in the bottom of that or, it's like a it's yes, like a dog we pile we're all stacked up there's a bunch of girls and there's we're like, all like stacked up on top of each other and I think I'm on the bottom losing my air yeah.
2: I'm really glad you made it through that, Stacey. Yeah, I feel
0: yes. alive. I feel healthy. Yeah. I made it through. I'm. You know what? I will always be the volunteer to carry the weight of all of you ladies.
2: On the dog pile. Don't really
0: yeah. know how else to say that. Well, thank you guys. And hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.